The following program has been paid for by the Apostolic Faith Church. From the heart of the Pacific, in Honolulu, Hawaii, Apostolic Faith Church presents the Kingdom of God Crusade. Join us now for another hour of worship with Pastor Han, the church choir, and the band. We hope and pray that you'll find this next hour a blessing. Greetings in the sweet name of Jesus. I'm Head Pastor Billy Hahn Jr., and I'd like to thank you for joining us today. We would like to welcome you to the Kingdom of God Crusade telecast, being brought to you every Sunday morning, not only here in Hawaii from 8 to 9 a.m., but also in parts of California from 6 to 7 a.m., on station XDTV, Channel 13 San Diego, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KPSC, Channel 13 in Palm Springs, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KBTV Channel 8 and Comcast Channel 238 in Sacramento, including Chico and Fresno. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KBVU TV Channel 28 in Eureka. From 8 to 9 a.m. on station KOTR TV Channel 11 in Monterey. From 6 to 7 a.m. on Charter Cable Channel 1519 in Los Angeles. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KQTA TV channel 15.3 and Comcast channel 238 in San Francisco, Oakland, and San Jose. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KECY, channel 9 in El Central California and Yuma, Arizona. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KLSR, channel 34 in Eugene, Oregon. From 5 to 6 a.m. on station KZJO, channel 22 in Seattle, Washington. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KUCW, Channel 30 of Ogden, Salt Lake City, Utah, and parts of Nevada and Wyoming. And from 6 to 7 a.m. on Time Warner Cable Channel 503 in New York City. If you'd like more information on our church and view our Kingdom of God Crusade telecast in its entirety, be sure to visit our website at JesusComingSoon.org. The Apostolic Faith Church, located at 1043 Middle Street, is the headquarters of the gospel of the kingdom of God for the whole world with the sign of the roof of the temple, Jesus coming soon. A landmark in Cali for 100 years and our prayer talk, the first of its kind in Hawaii, dedicated exclusively for prayer. The church was founded by the late Charles and Ada Villarbaum on August 4th, 1923 and passed on to our late chief pastor, William Hansen in 1959, who continued the gospel to its fullness. We hope and pray that this telecast will draw you closer to our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and be a real blessing to you, our television audience, saints wherever you are in the shut-ins, that is those of you in the hospitals and convalescent homes. And should you need prayer or someone to pray over you, please don't hesitate to call the phone number designated at the conclusion of the telecast. To start off our musical program, 
The church choir, under the direction of Emilia Hahn, will sing the majestic and inspiring song, Jesus is Lord of All. Our Lord showed his great love for the world when he humbly came down to earth and sacrificed his life on the cross of Calvary so that we all may have the promise of eternal life. As the words to the song goes, let our voices loudly sing songs of praise to the Christ the King. Let all heaven and earth proclaim Jesus is Lord of all. Please follow along and sing with the choir as you see the words on your screen.
church band under my direction will play the song Everybody Ought to Know. Yes, viewers, the Lord gives us all the opportunity to know the Savior's love. He is gently knocking at the door of your hearts. Won't you answer his call and accept him as your personal Savior, Master, and Lord? For today is a day of salvation, if you will but hear his voice. Seneca Rose Kalilikani will sing the heartwarming song, He is Our Peace. We thank the Lord for the deep set of peace that only Jesus can give. He is there to wipe away our tears when we have sorrow. He makes hope blossom when we have disappointment. And He lights the way when we are in darkness. The Lord tells us, let not your heart be troubled, for He leaves us with peace. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
Jesus who has broken down every The church choir will now sing their final song for today entitled, You Can Have a Song in Your Heart. Jesus can put a song in our hearts when we are up and when we are down. As we lay our burdens before our Lord with simple trusting faith, we believe that He can turn all of our tests and trials into glorious victories. He gives us a reason to sing praises and thanksgiving unto His holy name. Oh, 
just the associate and Mr. will use his God-given talents to give praises and glories to the Lord on his guitar with the selection, Down From His Glory. A little bit of heaven came down to earth when our Lord and Savior was born in the lowly manger. Let his glory fill your souls and be a part of his magnificent splendor and majesty. Our Lord Jesus Christ is the King of kings and Lord of lords and will reign forevermore. vocal selection will be the daughters of Judah to sing the spirit-inspiring song, Lovest Thou Me More Than These? The words to this song are so touching. 
Modern times brings us many comforts such as wealth and luxury. When the Lord asks the question, lovest thou me more than these? With God's help, our answer should be, I love you, Lord, more than fame, more than wealth, and more than the world. For the Lord owns all the cattle, silver, and gold upon a thousand hills. With the Lord on our side, we have everything we need. At this time, it gives me great pleasure to dedicate this beautiful number to a dear couple in Christ, who is none other than Mr. and Mrs. Paul and Loretta Naki. May the Lord continue to strengthen and keep you safe in the hollow of His sweet hands and pour forth His bountiful blessings upon you both. Have a wonderful Sunday.
Praise the Lord. And good morning, everyone. I'm Associate Pastor Melvin Honda, and I would like to repeat our television time, stations, and locations in the continent of the United States for our viewing audience, especially if any of you plan to visit or reside in California, that these telecasts can be now viewed every Sunday morning from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KDTV Channel 13 in San Diego, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KPSE Channel 13 in Palm Springs, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KBTV Channel 8 and Comcast Channel 238 in Sacramento, including Chico and Fresno, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KBVU-TV Channel 28 in Eureka, from 8 to 9 a.m. on station KOTR-TV Channel 11 in Monterey, from 6 to 7 a.m. on Charter Cable Channel 1519 in Los Angeles, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KQTA-TV channel 15.3 and Comcast channel 238 in San Francisco, Oakland, and San Jose. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KECY channel 9 in El Centro, California, and Yuma, Arizona. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KLSR channel 34 in Eugene, Oregon. From 5 to 6 a.m. on station KZJO channel 22 in Seattle, Washington. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KUCW Channel 30 of Ogden, Salt Lake City, Utah, and parts of Nevada and Wyoming. And from 6 to 7 a.m. on Time Warner Cable Channel 503 in New York City. If you'd like to know more about the gospel work and view a Kingdom of God Crusade telecast in its entirety, please visit our website on JesusComingSoon.org. And now, concerning a schedule of gospel services here in our home state, Hawaii, Services are held at the temple every Tuesday and Friday at 7 p.m. On Sunday, gospel services start at 10 a.m. and divine healing services at 7 p.m. Sunday school for all ages begin at 9 a.m. and prayer services are held daily in the prayer tower at 2 p.m. except on Fridays at 10 a.m. At our Kamiki Branch Church located in 1361 Palolo Avenue, gospel services are held Wednesday evenings at 7 p.m. The same schedule is observed by neighbor island branch churches and services are also conducted by Pastor Reginald V. Kessonera Sr. in Kanakakai, Molokai, by Pastor Walter I. T. Loy in Hilo, Hawaii, by Pastor Leonard K. Y. Asano Sr. in Koloa, Kauai, by Pastor Hannibal Espera in Balogo, Pikawayan, and by Pastor Vesper Espera in President Rojas, Cotabato, Mindanao, Philippines. At our Maui Branch Church in Lahaina, Maui, services are held every second Sunday of the month. You're welcome to attend these services, regardless of church affiliations. There are no collections. However, if you desire to voluntarily contribute to support these telecasts and the Lord's work, you may do so by sending your donations to the address designated at the conclusion of the telecast. And now I'd like to turn our program back to Head Pastor Billy Hahn Jr., who will bring forth his Spirit-directed and Spirit-inspired sermon. Pastor Billy? Thank you, Melvin. I pray your sharing in our TV gospel service will enable you to flee the devil and that it will be an opportunity for you to renew your Christian dedication and commitment to our Lord Jesus. We need to pray much for the body of Christ. The time is short and God's people must be fully prepared and ready when Jesus comes for his bride, the body of Christ. Therefore, it is imperative for us to spread and propagate the gospel through sermons such as the one I am presenting today and entitled, Jesus Christ, Today's Problem Solver. What is the greatest thing that could happen to the world? Someone will say, oh, if you could only have world peace, that would be the best thing that could happen to the world. 
then our finest men would not be giving their lives on the battlefields of the world. Then we can use the billions that we spend on defense and war for the benefit of mankind. Yes, that would be a wonderful thing. Someone else would say, oh, if we could only supply the physical needs of men all over the world, that would be great. Today, millions live in poverty. Millions go to bed hungry and homeless every night. Just picture the local street people, the local people, beach people, and so forth, who go from street to street, from beach to beach, to find shelter for the night. If we could supply them with good, affordable houses and good clothes and good food, that would be wonderful. Still, someone else might say, oh, if we could only find a cure for cancer and the other diseases that cut people down, that would be great. Indeed, it would be wonderful. Every day we hear of many fine people succumbing to new diseases and illnesses. Someone else would say, oh, if we could settle racism, get rid of religious bias, and let all men live together as brothers, that would be awesome. But the greatest thing that could happen to the world is for Jesus Christ to return. He will solve all our problems. He will straighten out the world. He will give us an era of peace, plenty, and prosperity. Now, as we speak of his coming, we want to make these points from the infallible word of God. One, the proof of his coming is found in the Bible. The Bible is God's word to man. If you believe in the Bible, television viewers, you must believe that Jesus is coming again. The Old Testament is full of this truth. In the Old Testament, there are two lines of prophecy concerning Christ's coming to the world. The first tells us of his first coming as a suffering savior. We read in Isaiah 53, 5, but he was wounded for our transgression. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and we, with stripes we are healed. Now picture Jesus Christ in the garden of Gethsemane, praying and sweating great drops as of blood. As we read in Luke 22, 42-44, saying, Father, if thou be willing, remove this cup from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but thine be done. And there appeared an angel unto him from heaven, strengthening him, and being in an agony, he prayed more earnestly, and his sweat was as it were great drops of blood falling down to the ground. Yes, picture Jesus Christ giving his back to the smiters, the bloody wells forming, the blood flowing down to his garments. But most of all, picture him on the cross of Calvary, bleeding for us and enduring the most excruciating pain imaginable. All of this is the fulfillment of the first line of the prophecy of the Old Testament. The second line of the prophecy in the Old Testament concerns his coming in glory as King of kings and Lord of lords. As you read other prophecies, we find that a mighty conqueror is coming in great majesty and power. This is exactly the opposite of his coming as a great suffering servant. The first line of prophecy portrays his first coming when he suffered and died for our sins. The second line of the prophecy portrays him coming as a great God of heaven and earth. Reading John 1, 11 to 12, he came unto his own and his own received him not. The first, his own is neuter and speaks of his own possessions, including the Jewish people. They, or the second, his own, received him not. That is, through their leaders, they officially rejected the Lord Jesus Christ as their king. But as many as received him, to them he gave, he gave power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. Why didn't his people receive him? Over the centuries, they had looked forward to the coming of the Messiah. They had talked about it, sung about it, longed for it, prayed for it. Why didn't they receive him when he did come? 
It was because they were looking at one certain line of prophecy. They expected him to come as a conquering king who would throw off the yoke of Rome and set up again the kingdom of Israel in all the glory that was theirs during the golden age of King David. They neglected the first line of prophecy, even as many people today neglect the second line. Thus, when he came to suffer and die as the poorest of the poor and the humblest of the humble, his people did not recognize nor receive him. Paul tells in 1 Corinthians 2.8, which none of the princesses of this world knew, for had they known it, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. But today we stand on this side of Calvary. And as we study Bible prophecy, we are looking for him to come as King of Kings and Lord of Lords. We're not looking for a humble person to come and die on the cross, but we are looking for that blessed hope and glorious appearing of the great God and our Savior, Jesus Christ, as found in Titus 2.13. Television viewers, if you want positive proof of his coming, just read the Bible, New Testament. And this great truth will leap out at you. It is mentioned 318 times in the New Testament. Many today do not believe in the second coming of Jesus in clouds of glory. The Lord said that in the latter days, scoffers who would mock the idea of the Lord's return would arise. We read in 2 Peter 3, 3-4, Knowing this first, that there shall come in the last days scoffers, walking after their own lusts, and saying, Where is the promise of His coming? For since the fathers fell asleep, all things continue as they were from the beginning of the creation. The thought of the scoffers is this, since he has not yet come back to this earth, we do not believe his coming at all. But God's word is still true, and in it are many promises concerning the second coming of Christ. Two, the plan of his coming. There are really two phases of his coming. In fact, there will be two separate comings. Yes, the Lord himself will break through the blue skies, leave heaven, and come back for his own. Those who are water-washed, blood-washed, spirit-filled, and walking in the light. First, Jesus Christ will come in the air. At that time, he will not alight upon this earth and will come thusly for a special purpose. Reading 1 Thessalonians 4, 13 to 18. But I will not have you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning them which are asleep, that he sorrow not even as others which have no hope. An observation we insert here is that friends feared for some of the few born-again Christians who had died. Would the dead be overlooked and missed the rewards at the return of the Lord Jesus Christ? Paul therefore explained that, first of all, one, all saints who sleep in Jesus will rise first, and second, all living saints will be caught up with them to meet the Lord in the air. This event is known as the rapture. It will be the first resurrection. Let us continue with the scriptures. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so them also which sleep in Jesus will God bring with him. For this we say unto you by the word of the Lord, that we which are alive and remain unto the coming of the Lord shall not prevent, that is, go before them which are asleep. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout and with the voice of an archangel and with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first, then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. Wherefore, comfort one another with these words. And these are very comforting words for this present time in which we live. Can any words be plainer than these? It is not hard to understand that Jesus Christ is coming in the air for his own. Jesus Christ is coming and not another. Reading Acts 1, 9 through 11, And when he had spoken these things, while they beheld, he was taken up, and a cloud received him out of their sight. And while they looked steadfastly toward heaven, 
As he went up, behold, two men stood by them in white apparel, which also said, Ye men of Galilee, why stand ye gazing up into heaven? This same Jesus which is taken up from you into heaven shall so come in like manner as ye have seen him go into heaven. This same Jesus shall come again in the same way that he went away. He went away in his glorified body. He will return in his glorified body. He went away as a person who returned as a person. He went seen ascending. He will be seen descending. He was taken up in the clouds. He will return in the clouds. When he returns, angels and believers of all ages will be with him. The number one priority for every Chubonican Christian today is to be witnessing, watching, and praying until he comes. He could come at any minute. At any minute, we might hear the shout, the voice of the archangel, the trumpet of the Lord, and the three words, come up hither. When you ask people, do you think Jesus will come back today? They reply, we think not. But Jesus tells us in Matthew 24, 44, therefore be ye also ready, for in such an hour as ye think not, the Son of Man cometh. The conditions of the world are worsening, and we believe that his coming is near. Time has already run out. There is no more time left. Read Matthew 24, 6 to 8, and he shall hear wars and rumors of wars. There are many different wars going on in the world today, not including the drug wars. See that he be not troubled, for all these things must come to pass. But the end is not yet. For nation shall rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. It is happening today, right now, in our homeland, and backyard, blacks against blacks, whites against whites, and so forth, and nations and allies fighting against each other. And there shall be famines and pestilences and earthquakes in diverse places. All over the world, people and children are dying of starvation, speaking of pestilences. We seem to have a number of them, the major and formidable ones today being AIDS. And there have been earthquakes everywhere in Japan and Iran, which resulted in heavy loss of lives and property. Thus we see there is nothing but catastrophe, but destruction all over the face of the earth. And these are the beginning of sorrows. If these are the beginning of sorrows, I don't want to be around when the great tribulation comes. Yes, there is bloodshed and violence all over the world. Sin, graft, riots, arsons, hijackings, carjackings, bombs, lootings, and terrorism are among the evils happening in our own homeland and throughout the world. Who can strain it all out? The president can't do it. Congress can't do it. The United Nations can't do it. It will take more than a superman. It will take a supernatural entity, and that is the Lord Jesus Christ. He's the only one who can straighten out the world. As we look at the conditions that exist in the world, you don't see how things can go on as they are much longer. The Lord will have to come back to straighten out the world. But before he comes back, we must straighten out ourselves first. How, you ask? You do it simply by accepting Jesus Christ and being born of water and in his name and being filled with his Holy Spirit. There are many today who live good, clean lives. They serve well in civic duties. They are honest in business. They are kind to their loved ones. They even go to church and are faithful in their tithes and offerings. But that is not enough. You can't rest your hope of entering heaven upon your goodness or works. Reading Ephesians 2, 8 to 9, for by grace are you saved through faith and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God. Not of works, lest any man should boast. We know that Nicodemus came to Jesus Christ by night, and the Lord spoke to Nicodemus about the new birth. In John 3, 2, we read the same came to Jesus by night and said unto him, Rabbi, we know that thou art a teacher come from God, 
For no man can do these miracles that thou doest except God be with him. Nicodemus was not satisfied with the rites and ceremonies in which he participated. Jesus Christ advised him to be born again where one cannot see or understand the kingdom of God. Listen to John 3, 5. Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. To be born of water is to be baptized by immersion in the name of Jesus Christ, according to Acts 2.38. Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins, and he shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. To be born of the Spirit means to speak in an unknown tongue or a heavenly language, which is the Bible's way of proving one has received the baptism of the Holy Spirit. When Jesus used the word born, Nicodemus could think of nothing but a physical birth. Thus he questioned, how can these things be? I am an old man. Can I go back into my mother's womb the second time and be born? With all his religious background, we can see that Nicodemus didn't understand spiritual truths. The second birth is a spiritual birth. We find that baptism is essential to salvation. And Jesus confirms this in Mark 16, 16. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. But he that believeth not shall be damned. Acts 4.12 declares, Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. Yes, God has highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name. That is the name of Jesus Christ before which every knee should bow. This has not come to pass but it will surely happen when Christ comes again to rule and reign. First, he comes in the air to rapture the saints, dead and living, into heaven. At the judgment seat, he will judge every Christian's works and hand them their deserved rewards. Paul tells us in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 10, For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ that everyone may receive the things done in his body, according to that he hath done, whether they be good or bad. During this time, the tribulation period, or Jacob's seven years of trouble, will take place on earth. Reading Matthew 24, 21, For then shall be great tribulation, such as was not since the beginning of the world to this time, no, nor ever shall be. As the scripture implies, it will be a time of great trouble and distress, but true born-again Christians will not be here. They'll be gone up to be with the Lord. Reread in 1 Thessalonians 5, 9-10. For God hath not appointed us to wrath, but to obtain salvation by our Lord Jesus Christ, who died for us, that whether we wake or sleep, we should live together with him. On his succeeding return, he will not stop in the air, but will come down to the earth, and his feet shall stand on the Mount of Olives, as we read in Zechariah 14, verses 4 to 5. And his feet shall stand in that day upon the Mount of Olives, 
which is before Jerusalem on the east. And the Mount of Olives shall cleave in the midst thereof, toward the east and toward the west. And there shall be a very great valley, and half of the mountain shall remove toward the north, and half of it toward the south. And he shall flee to the valley of the mountains, for the valley of the mountains shall reach unto Azel. Yea, ye shall flee, like as he fled from before the earthquake in the days of Uzziah, king of Judah. And the Lord my God shall come, and all the saints with thee. Three, what is the purpose of his coming? Why will he come in the air? First, he will come to raise up all those who sleep in Jesus, be it from their graves, from the bottom of the sea, from the sands of the desert, and so forth. Jesus' favorite word is come. Maybe that is what he will shout when he comes. And as those bodies rise up to meet him, they will not be as they were when they died. No, those diseased, broken, emaciated, and or aged bodies will be transformed into his own glorious likeness. We read in Philippians 3, 21, who shall change our vile body that it may be fashioned like unto his glorious body, according to the working whereby he is able even to subdue all things unto himself. Yes, Jesus will change our worthless human body so that we will be perfect and live forever. Jesus performed many wonder-working miracles while he was here on earth. But when he changes all who were sorry, sinful human beings into his own glorious likeness, when they are made like himself, that will be the greatest miracle of all. When a saint dies, his body is buried, but his soul and spirit returns to be with the Lord, Jesus Christ. Paul said in 2 Corinthians 5, 8, we are confident, I say, and willing rather to be absent from the body and to be present with the Lord. He also said in Philippians 1, 23, for I am in a strait between critics too, having desire to depart and be with Christ, which is far better. He's simply bearing out a truth that the soul and body are separated at death. With the soul, and spirit going on to be with Jesus Christ. When returning, he will bring our spirits, our souls with him. Our bodies, soul and body will be joined again. And then, and not until then, will we be complete in him. Next, when he emerges in the air, he will catch up all living Christians to be with him. They will not go through the experience of death. Some may be in the church. Some may be at home. Some may be at work. Some may be asleep, but wherever they may be, they will be snatched up from the world like an eagle snatches up its prey and carries it to the heights. No one will be left. All will be go up to meet the Lord and their loved ones in the air. And as they go up, they too will be transformed into his glorious likeness. You see, the tribulation period is coming to this world. All the wars, bloodshed, troubles, accidents, earthquakes, tornadoes, and sorrows of this present age will not compare with that period. God does not want his people to suffer these things, therefore. He will take them up to be with him. Isn't that wonderful and awesome? And four, 
We prepare by coming to Jesus Christ for food and free salvation. There is only one way to be saved, and that is through repentance toward God and faith in our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. When Jesus Christ arrives in the air, and when the trumpet sounds, there will be no more opportunities for anyone to be saved. When Paul came to the end of the way, he said, I'm now ready to be offered, and the time of my departure is at hand. I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. Henceforth, there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, shall give me at that day. And not to me only, but unto all them also that love his appearing. Are you ready to meet Jesus in the air? It won't happen if you do not first meet him here on earth. We prepare by living consecrated Christian lives. The Bible says that if a man has this hope, he purifies himself. Since chances are such that we may meet him at any minute, we should straighten out our lives and cast aside everything that is wrong in his sight. If you would like to know more about God's Word, the church, and review these telecast presentations in its entirety, please visit our website at JesusComingSoon.org. Until our next telecast, this is your host, Head Pastor Blehan Jr., expressing my sincerest appreciation to each of you who have allowed us to come to your homes. May the good Lord bless and keep you all in the hollow of his hands. The church band will end the program with a song entitled, It Is Mine. <laughs>
The preceding program was paid for by the Apostolic Faith Church.